Hello and welcome to Vet Artspan. I'm Fred Johnson, your passport guide on this exciting and important creative journey. Vet Artspan is a project which is a part of Creative Forces, an initiative of the National Endowment for the Arts, in partnership with the U.S. Department of Defense and Veteran Affairs and state and local arts agencies. This is your Vet Artspan podcast. We're honored that you've joined us. Welcome. Hello, friends, and welcome to Vet Art Span 2020. We had an amazingly successful year last year, and through the support of the Department of Defense and the National Endowment for the Arts and Americans for the Arts, we are able to give uh, provide a series of four podcasts here in 2020. So it's great to be back with you here on our website, and we are honored to welcome to the Vet Art Span microphone, Miss Maxine Reyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, veteran, artist, spouse, mom. Uh, it's 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 really really great. Maxine, welcome, welcome to Vet Art Span. So why don't we start by talking about your military career? My military career started in 1996, and off the top, I'm sure folks are going to recognize an accent, so I'll go back to yeah. being born in Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> and I came through Miami. Miami is my hometown. I joined the Air Force there immediately after graduating from high school. Mm-hmm. I did 11 years in the Air Force as enlisted, made it up to technical sergeant, and then I got my degree through the military and went through OCS with the Army. Spent 11 years in the Army and retired two years ago. Mm. And now I, am, I continue to be a military spouse because I've been married for 22 years to a fellow uh, military person. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've had a conversation um, on our journey here at Vet Arts Van with two members of the family that were uh, both in the service. What's, how is that? It is a challenge in itself, <laughs> and, uh, but the greatest thing is we did both the Air Force, we were both enlisted in the Air Force because I met him in the Air Force my first three months in the Air Force and then got married a year later after dating long distance and thank God the Air Force got us together three months after we got married mm-hmm. and so we're able to be stationed together in California and um, we've been through several deployments and sometimes at the same time while we had a child (laughs) and so that has been the the most challenging part was when we had to be apart from each other and the last five years of my career we were separated we were not living in the same house so it's hard enough being a military spouse but it's even harder when you're dual military and you have to live apart because of the job, mm-hmm. geographical bachelors, <laughs> they call us, mm-hmm. um, and then parenting from a distance. Mm-hmm. So it has been a challenge, but it has its um, rewards as well mm-hmm. because it has built us to be stronger and more resilient. Mm-hmm. And as you met my daughter yesterday, she is uh, 11 years old. She's lived in nine different homes. Um, well, nine, not nine different homes, but sometimes with us and sometimes with other family members Mm -hmm. uh, because we have to have that family care plan Mm -hmm. Um, if both of us are not able to take care of her because we are gone, deployed and yeah, it has been a challenge 
but we are also grateful for for those memories and that we don't have to deal with them anymore. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes we, I did have the opportunity to meet your daughter yesterday. We, we uh, hosted a veteran-civilian dialogue here, and I think that those are the kinds of things that it's important for the general population, you know, for our civilian community to understand, uh, um, along with the nuances of military s service, that high level of commitment which oftentimes causes families to be separated from each other and just the dynamics of that I think um, will help our greater community to, to understand the real level of commitment that um, that service personnel make when they when they make that commitment to serve our country mm -hmm. and so now how is it now that you've retired and now that you're a, a, a veteran um, talk talk a bit about that transition from active duty to 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 veteran to back to civilian back life, to civilian life yeah. as they call it. <laughs> Uh, that is also that has been a challenge for me as well because I spent my entire adult life in the military, straight out of high school, and so you're used to that routine, being in that environment, um, a schedule is pretty much set up for you, and now you have to take charge of your life because <laughs> you have no one else to tell you, hey, this is what you're gonna do in the morning all the way to the end of the workday. Um, and as an officer, I even had that planned out for me, you know. So it coming to civilian life now, being a military spouse, the challenge is still there, but I find that I'm still transitioning after two years because I'm so used to the daily routine of the military. And as much as I love my freedom, I still find it difficult to be on my own and not have my battle buddies around that team. The colleagues that, that I've had, we've always been supportive of each other. And now I'm working to be an entrepreneur. I decided not to go back to a regular, like a nine to five as they call it, traditional job. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to try something different, especially in the artistic field. Because mm -hmm. I wasn't able to be that free bird. I call myself a cage bird in the military because I was able to be that artist I wanted to be. Yes. Although I've had some support while I was in, there were some challenges, especially as an officer, that I didn't I didn't have the opportunity to take on certain positions. I wanted to be in the soldier show. Mm -hmm. uh, got onto the soldier show um, and then we were sent back home because they, that year they didn't have any officers there. Mm -hmm. So when I thought I was going to be able to be singing and doing all the artistic stuff that I love, all the creative stuff, mm -hmm. I was pretty much shut down mm -hmm. um, myself and another officer. So I ended up volunteering to, to deploy because I had planned on being away from my family anyways mm. for the show. So that deployment has helped me. As a matter of fact, um, because I was able to sing and entertain the troops in Afghanistan mm. and in Qatar. So that those are things that I, I really miss um, now that I've transitioned. So yes, it's great to be free <laughs> from all the not tasks, because I, I didn't mind doing them, but for really from, from the control. I'm going to say control, because yeah, your life is controlled. Mm -hmm. Your career is somewhat controlled, and all your movements. Mm -hmm. So no, I'm free from that, but I still find it difficult. Um, and I, it's going to take some time. Sure. Yeah, it's sure. going to take some time. And that's why I want to dive into the arts, 
because really for me that's my coping mechanism that's how I feel free and I feel like that would be more beneficial to me when I can do a lot of artistic things because I wasn't able to do it before. So talk to us about your love of the arts. Rumor has it that you are an incredibly uh, talented artist. So <laughs> how did your in, uh, entree into the arts start and, and what place does it play in your life now? Okay. Uh, the arts started from, I was a little girl growing up in Jamaica. My entire family sang um, in the church, in, in the district where we grew up, in the house cooking, laboring away, whatever it is, we always had music as a part of our life. And so I brought that to Miami. But to tell you something, I was very, very shy. <laughs> I was shy, so uh, it took me a while to get out of that um, state of mind because I was scared of failing or scared of uh, forgetting lines or anything like that. And just performing for people and not being accepted for the voice that I had because I was always comparing myself to the famous Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston. Um, those are people that I admired growing sure. up. So it's like every, every time I sang, people would say, you, you have such a beautiful voice, but I was still not confident with my natural, sure. um, authentic voice. So uh, with the military, right before I joined the military, I did my first fa uh, talent show and won first place and third place. So I did two songs. Mm -hmm. First song was Endless Love, which mm -hmm. is one of my favorite duets. Mm -hmm. And then the next one was Vanessa Williams's Save the Best for Last. That one, I forgot the words for about eight seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and I stood on the stage and smiled. And people probably thought it was like technical difficulty, right. but I had to get, you know, get my composure and and remember the words, sure. and then I got third place with that. So imagine if I didn't forget those eight seconds. <laughs> eight seconds felt like a minute and a half, but sure, um, sure. got third place with that. So I've always loved to sing. I was really shy, uh, but joining the military honestly has helped me because then I started singing the national anthem, mm -hmm. and because I was told, hey, you're going to get multiple opportunities in the military to sing the anthem, so you better learn it. And the first place I sang was at my basic training graduation. Oh, wow. Yes, because I used to be on guard, and there's always an intercom there. Mm -hmm. So whenever the drill sergeant dial in to, to talk to whoever is at the guard, he always heard me singing. Because <laughs> that was my thing. I would sing away when I'm bored, when I'm you know, stressed or whatever. Music sure. has always been the gateway for me to feel um, relieved. And so he said, okay, if you keep singing, I'm going to have you sing at your graduation. Mm -hmm. And he always caught me singing. So yes, I had to take on that challenge. That's and I sang great. the anthem. So that was the first thing, uh, place that I actually got to perform mm -hmm. in the military. From there on, everyone knew that I sang the anthem. And so for promotion ceremonies, retirement, uh, balls, everything, mm -hmm. I was singing the anthem. Mm -hmm. And I've got, I got to perform for the present. President Bush in 2004 mm -hmm. at the Miami Arena and I've done multiple NBA games um, so then I was pretty much known as the national anthem singer now I don't mind singing the anthem because it's something that I've done and it's always an honor to do it but now I really want people to see that I'm more than an anthem singer <laughs> I actually write songs and I have two singles that's out mm -hmm. uh, on Spotify and iTunes and these are original songs that I've written. And one of the producers actually produced Khalid, 
for one of the songs uh-huh. that I did. Yeah, Khalid. Mm-hmm. Um, the same song. Uh, he did like three songs with Khalid, but Location is one of the songs mm-hmm. people know. And so he's the same producer as my latest single. Oh, that's so, great. That's yeah. great. He said, make sure you let them know that I produced Khalid. Because <laughs> <laughs> Khalid is an award-winning artist. Sure, so. absolutely. Yeah. And so you said something really poignant a little bit ago. You said that, you know, when I'm distressed, depressed or you know whatever whatever that that song or that singing really helped you it helped to it helped to to touch you in a very very special way can you talk a little bit more about that just what is what do you feel what what do you feel when you sing when you participate in music how does it how does it uh, embellish your life singing really for me you yesterday you sang <laughs> and it brought to me what whenever I'm in a space of what is anxiety I've, I've had um, moments in my life where I've felt depressed and for whatever reason whether it's separation from my family on surety of um, what I want to do in my life because I wanted to sing so badly but I wasn't given the opportunity to do so so yeah it got me in certain place spaces that's that wasn't happy I didn't feel joyful in sometimes when I was in the military because I was this creative and I felt like I was this cage bird um, that wasn't able to feel free to sing and do the things that I wanted to do as much as I loved being in and I loved serving I felt that they could have used me more, use my my art more for the betterment of soldiers, morale boosting and all that stuff. Instead, celebrities were brought in, but you know, give us this up. So, I have had times when, yeah, I felt depressed and I felt um, sad, and the way that I was able to get out of that rut was to start writing songs of love of encouragement of support like music that i wanted to hear i wrote music like that so i can touch others and make a difference in others lives and inspire them so it has been a coping mechanism for me it's been i call it therapy (laughs) my music when i start writing and to get away from stressful situations um that was my way of coping and that was therapeutic for me and even more therapeutic was when I ran long distances and sang while I was running. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Because that's good exercise for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, because if I'm singing fast, upbeat songs on stage, you want to be in breath. So it was good exercise to help me stay in breath and keep my notes and all mm-hmm. that. So running and singing, those are the two best ways for me to relieve whatever stress I'm going through. I love that phrase, stay in breath. It's really, it's really true. I mean, for singers, for everybody, you know, breath is life. We talk about that a lot. But to stay in breath and the, and the way that you, that you utilize song and, and writing, you know, because we encourage in our conversations about the utilization of art across the board, whether it's, whether it's singing, whether it's playing an instrument, whether it's painting a picture, whether it's writing poetry, um, creating a piece of choreography for dance or photographs or just imagery, the importance of the utilization of our creative minds mm-hmm. to embellish and oftentimes, specifically for, for those of us who are veterans, to oftentimes be able to articulate 
inward emotion and inward feeling many times without without words just to really you know help to find our balance well I like to I like to think that um, uh, a continued conversation about this and the, and the more we can share with people and especially to the community at large so thank you for taking this time to, to share with us uh, vet artspan is ex- excited to continue to be able to support our our veterans and our veteran artists and you all are truly the ambassadors to tell an authentic story we're excited that you're with vet artspan we're excited that you're here in tampa bay um and really thank you so much maxine for for being with us and, and sharing a bit of your story i guess in closing to our civilian community what and, uh, you know, this is a difficult question perhaps to answer briefly, but what's one of the most important things that you would like for our community at large to understand about the military experience? One thing that I love to do is share my story and even more share the story of others. So a lot of the community activities that I've gotten myself into recently have to do with sharing veteran stories. Um, I don't know if I can name a, an organization that I've been working with sure. here. Um, like Macy's at West Shore, mm-hmm. West Shore Mall, we did a fashion show mm-hmm. to display the veteran style, authentic style outside of the uniform, mm-hmm. and then interview the veteran on stage so, so the civilians can hear their stories. Because we've all been, for those of us who deployed, we've been to Afghanistan, Iraq, Bosnia, all different places, uh, different experiences, and multiple times for some people. And so every trip is always something new. And so we wanted to share veterans' experience, and the civilians were very shocked, and they actually appreciated it. They came up to me, I was the MC, and it was my idea, and they came up to me saying, this is so so awesome, when can we see this again? Because they want to hear more stories. So that's something they can um, just ask us a little bit about our experience and how they can help us, you know. So, yeah, but definitely supporting us when they see us out there um, at our events and any arts events that they see that veterans are involved in so they can see the other side of what they're seeing on the news. So the sharing of story really, really creates an opportunity for people to really see and hear and more compassionately know and understand the the military experience, the veteran experience, and I have found many times that folks who are from the community who don't have a family member that has been involved in the military, they get an entree into a way to more deeply understand, and that's what Vet Arts Fan is all about. Awesome, absolutely, and I'm happy to be a part of it now that I'm here. <laughs> well, I look yes. forward to working with you guys. Absolutely, our absolute pleasure. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Again, as always, I thank you for sharing your most valuable commodity in that short time as we continue to script the storyline for Vet Art Span and build a bridge of understanding between our community at large and our veterans returning home. I'm Fred Johnson. Until next time, take care of yourselves.